three, two, one. <laughs> Lena got the first word in. Welcome to Keep Dreaming with Kel Bjones. Uh, the podcast, the podcast, a podcast that focuses on dreams and the community around it. And today we have members of Cyber Sheep Film on the show for the very first episode. Now I'm going to keep saying they and talking about the uh, talking about them in the third person. I'm actually on the team for Cyber Sheep. I joined um, I joined before episode two uh, during during the writing of episode two, and I've been helping out a little bit with that. Uh, helped out with a little writing on the future game show trailer that came out. Um, so I. I am involved, but I'm going to keep saying they. <laughs> and um, yeah, let's uh, let's see where this goes. For to get us started, I've got Michael, the founder of Cyber Sheep Film, in the chat. How are you doing today, Michael? Hey guys, yeah, I'm doing good. It's like uh, 12 a.m. here, so. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you. For, you're uh, you're in yeah, Thailand, yeah, is that fine. right? Yes, I'm, I'm in Thailand. Well, Michael, maybe you can tell us. Uh, mm. Maybe you can tell us what it's like uh, assembling an international team, <laughs> and um, yeah, d dealing with people in different time zones all around the country. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about um, just about putting the team together? Well, um, I think it's pretty cool, you know, to get to know people from everywhere, from from around the world, and I would say there are benefits and cons for. Um, having a team from different country like sometimes you wake up in the morning and the things you want to get things you want to, it to be done is getting done and yeah and people are nice so, sometimes it's already done sometimes you realize oh i i have to wait eight hours because this person is sleeping <laughs> yeah exactly it exactly. is uh it is funny on the writing team i think um uh, I'm not sure where, where Lucas is at, but uh, Tap Giles is in the UK, and I'm in North America, and um, and you're in Thailand. Like we are pretty spread out as far as time zones go. Yeah, true. Okay, so, so true. I, I am learning to be. I'm learning to host this show as we go. I should have really spelled out a little more who Cyber Sheep Film is before I before I just threw it to you. Uh, Cyber Sheep Film. If you already know, if you're familiar with Dreams, the the creation engine on PlayStation, you probably know who Cyber Sheep Film is. Uh, you've probably seen Noguchi's Bell. That's um, that's the newest project. Episode one came out this year, and there's a Kickstarter for episode two that we're going to talk a lot about this hour. And um, there are others, like Rabbit and Boy was the one that got a lot of attention, a really beautiful animation. And, oh, thanks. And yeah, and uh, so that's, that's kind of who they are. It's an international team. Do you know how many people uh, are on the team, Michael? Um, I think there are 20 people right now. It, it, it wasn't supposed to be this much originally, but I, I really want to push the limits of what we are doing. So I think 20 people is like a good number right now. It's it's a party. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big team to manage. I mean, I know from... Um, I know from projects I've tried to, to spin up that uh, that even managing a small team is a challenge, but, um, but 20 people. Uh, yeah, it's a lot, but... But they're really nice. I mean, we we get a lot, uh, we get a lot of things done really quickly because of the amount of people we have. I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's a very prolific yeah. team. I was uh, I was very impressed how quickly the future game show trailer got put together. Uh, 
Yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah. I think we took about like five days of writing that thing, and like uh, two weeks of uh, of sculpting and animating the whole thing, and then probably a week of ed- editing. So it's just like less than a month of that thing because uh, we we got the notice from uh, James Jarvis very very late to the to the games comment. We really got to get it done real quick. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It was a crazy fast job. How many um, how many yeah. people were involved in making the visuals for that? I was uh, I helped out with the writing side with Tap Giles and, and Lucas. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> a lot of the other stuff that happens is a mystery to me because you know everyone's working in their own bubble and um, yeah, yeah. How yeah, many no. how many people did it take to put together the visuals for that? Well, there are five people. Like um, I think Sarko and Puri Dog is working on the sculpture and the environment and for what is it? For the animation, there are uh, by Vincent and Asani and myself. And for the voice, it would be uh, Danny. And I think for the editing part, it would be Hack Jazz for for making all the music and for the editing, yeah, everything together. It was really impressive work. If you didn't see it, the um, at at Dreamscom, uh, big big gaming expo every year, the Future Game Show showcase. Uh, had a an exclusive trailer, and yeah, that, that was a lot of fun helping to put that together in a in a short amount of time. Um, okay, I I don't want to. Uh, <clears throat> I want to ask you before we get into. I want to delve into the Kickstarter in a little more detail. Uh, but before we get there, can I just ask you, Michael, what your what your creative background is? I'm curious. Um, I've heard you talk a lot about dreams mm-hmm. and how passionate you are about dreams and uh, I'm curious I, I've also heard you talk about comparing dreams to working in Maya or blender or things like that so mm-hmm. um, I'd like to know what your what your personal background is with those things and yeah just to, where, where do you okay, come um, from <laughs> I I have never worked with Maya or blender before but I work in a an advertisement studio so you know, uh, when I was a kid, I've always wanted to make movies. And um, when when I stumbled upon cool stories like uh, Pan Librarian, uh, Last Last of Us, Samurai Jack, I, I would mm. get super excited, and I want I wanted to do what those filmmakers did. So I, you know, I would wrote a crappy script as a kid, like like get usually do, <laughs> and yeah. That's why I work, and and that's why I work in a in, in a small advertisement studio as a creative director. You know, I, I would write scripts. Um, I would do like a storyboard, or um, you know, preparing and you know, picking actors and stuff, making uh, the the creative decision. And yeah, yeah. I think commercial is one way of expressing my story. So, but it, it's not completely my story. So it's more like about setting stuff, like a like a wash or. A phone, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, maybe a bottle of water because I'm thirsty right now. The objective and, is a little different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I got into dream because I see its potential, and I want, uh, I see the opportunity of telling the story that I've always wanted to tell. So, yeah, that's my background. Can I ask you what your yeah. what your first script was about? <laughs> well. <laughs> You can it's say no. <laughs> of, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's more of a, you know how people like to, you know how writers usually start with their own story, more like an adaptation of themselves. Mm-hmm. I, 
Yeah, I've yeah. always been a big fan of Pan like Green, and you know how they combine between the fantasy world and the real world, and you know make it simple and Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, what's it called? Like metaphor and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's my script. That's my first script that I send it to the contest, and it didn't it didn't win, but I'm I'm pretty proud of it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I can show it to you sometime. <laughs> I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I um, sure, sure. yeah, I, I find that very relatable. For me, I think I tried writing a book first before I oh, the whole book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got twenty. How many pages? I, I have twenty-seven pages. <laughs> this is high school. That's... This is a long time oh, okay. ago. <laughs> but um, okay. but let's Why, get what into. Is it about? Oh, go ahead. What is it about a book? <laughs> well, what can, is it about? I, uh, I tried yeah. to write a fantasy book, and. Mm. I was inspired by um, probably, well, I mean, I read C.S. Lewis, you know, Chronicles of Narnia, and I read Lord of the ah. Rings. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there see. was a, a German book that, or a German author named Hans Biemann, who, Hans Biemann. who really, who wrote a book called The Stone and the Flute that I really, really liked. Uh, and yeah. I think all those influences okay. kind of led me to, to want to just create a big world, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. The, the text was just important to me as the map <laughs> that I was uh, that I was working on of, of the lands. Um, see. Hey, that's really nice. Uh, yes, Sebastian in chat, uh, Hans Beeman. It's but it's B E M M A N N. And I was wondering recently if if Sebastian, Team Pig Detective, knows he is he is from Germany. But moving on, <laughs> uh, let's get into this Kickstarter before before we kick over to the okay. party chat. I want to make sure we uh, I get to hear you talk about the Kickstarter. Um, so. Uh, this Kickstarter launched a couple weeks ago. Um, yes. Where where are we at in terms of funding right now? I know we hit thirty percent. I think we are hitting forty percent right now. Either it's 30, 39 or forty. It's depending on the the page that you're watching. Maybe I don't know. Maybe if you're watching on the phone, it's thirty nine or something. Mm -hmm. Um, and what what led you to choose Kickstarter as the as a vehicle for this project, mm -hmm. uh, and and were there any other options you considered? Um, I actually consider Patreon at first, but um, I don't think that would get enough money for everyone in the team. I mean, it would. I, I think it would probably work if I make a YouTube channel alone, and I yeah. think that would get some money. But it's not a chunk of money to to kickstart the project. So yeah. um, the reason I make the reason I use Kickstarter, okay, I have to make clear that when I first made the first episode, I didn't want I didn't want anything from it. It's not about money and Kickstarter or money has never been a plan. But I I cannot give it full attention uh, from for both my job and the project. So and the, the the production of the first episode took me almost a year, and and the pre production also took longer. Not not long. I mean, yeah. long before that. So with the resource I had, and uh, it would take me about fifteen years to finish the whole series, <laughs> and that would be ridiculous. That's quite a wait. But, you know, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's a and lot of build up. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said that's a lot of build up. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, okay. okay. I'll, I'll continue. But well, I, I want to make the second episode faster and. And, and more efficient and a better quality. So I need more people in the team. I need more time. So that's why Kickstarter. Because, okay, I, I want to make it clear that Kickstarter is, 
we are doing Kickstarter because it's not entirely about money. Because the money that we're getting is not even a professional rate that we usually get in real job. I mean, you can ask anyone in the team, and it's it's not. And I mean, I I would have I wouldn't even have to tell people in the team that hey, dude, um, this rate is not. I know it's not going to be the price that you usually get in the real job, and because we are small. Uh, small film studio right now and we we're trying to get this project out i i would say it's more about more about uh being ambitious and taking a step forward it's about not staying at the same place and it's about opening the door to for everyone in my team i mean if it wins the money that we get is not going to be enough for us to make a living forever but after we announce the kickstarter and we got so many contacts from people, and we got so many opportunity. For example, uh, the Gamescom. Yeah. And I'm trying to give this opportunity opportunity to my team, and I'm trying to open the door for everyone in my team, whether they will continue working with me or not. And that is the real goal for Kickstarter. And I'm not gonna let this project lose. I think that's a really great per. I I, I think that's a great perspective. I. I feel the same way about it. It's um, yeah, I know. it's yeah. We, no one's we're not buying an island, <laughs> exactly with, with that money. Um, there's no you know yeah. we won't be able to we won't be buying a building and setting up a setting up a permanent <laughs> studio with that money. Yeah, but it is getting a lot mm. of attention for the project. It's yes. getting attention yes. for dreams. It's it's opening doors for yeah, and and giving opportunities for exposure for people who are involved. And mm. I think I, I'm sure I speak for well. I believe every person who's been involved in the project got involved when there was zero money involved. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone is here because they wanted to work on something they thought was cool, which is, you know, which is fabulous. Um, mm. In the chat, someone's asking for a link. Can anyone get us a link to that Kickstarter in the chat? That would be oh. fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, Michael... Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move over to the party chat? And, yeah, and get I, I think here? we can move on to the chat. I would love to talk to everyone in the team. I would too. Okay, let me just flip my switches and levers here. We're going to do this. And boom, there's the beautiful faces, and you're going to get their beautiful voices in just a moment. Should I jump in to Yep, <laughs> I think Michael was just asking, should I jump into that one? Yes. Perfect. All right, we got Michael. And boy, who do we have today? We have a Bumbleberg, a Bibson, a Multimoo, a Saku, uh, a Lucas, a Thomas, and a Michael, all in the chat. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's wonderful to have you all here today. Um, boy. Who do where where do we start? I'd like to You know what? Let's let's put the pressure. We've got a lot of people here who do a lot of different things. Let's put the pressure on the actor. How about that? <laughs> I feel like the actor the actor came ready to perform, probably did some vocal warm-ups. Thomas, how are you doing today? Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having us here. <laughs> Thomas, um, wow, thank you. Thomas is uh, the voice of Noguchi in Noguchi's Bell, kind of a central character, you know, a little bit. 
Um, Thomas, how did you how did you get involved in the project? How did uh, I believe Michael probably was the person to cast you in the first place? Yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, Michael was the one who reached out to me uh, via Twitter. I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure how he found me. <laughs> oh, I, I like I'd that. only done like a few small, very very small uh, indie projects and little projects here and there, and it was it it, it was a little surprising to be to be approached, uh, by by it. But I was like, yeah, sure, why not? I'll do it. <laughs> That's great, Michael. Can you can you fill in the the gaps in our knowledge here? Oh, sure, sure. Um, I think I found. His performance on YouTube, the the one that he he performed, the the green the green hair character, you know, the, the one from, right? Yeah, yeah, that one, that one. I think hey, that that sounds exactly like no, exactly like no, <laughs> just track you down and just contact you. Oh, that's cool. What <laughs> and, um, and you just nailed it, and we we got no, right there. Uh, Thomas, can you tell us what that project was? That um, that uh, the way he found you. He's probably talking about like the voice that I do for another character, um, the, the it, one that the, the green guy, the, the green hair guy. With the, yep. I, I don't know. It, I think it's from anime or something. Mm-hmm. I do an impersonation. Uh, I do like little comic, uh, little comic dubs, uh, little fan dubs. Uh, for oh, nice! Some some My Hero Academia, uh, little 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 comic dub projects here and there. Uh, and that's where I pretty much started out as. I just did a bunch of those uh, in the very beginning of my voice acting career, all in 2020. I still do a few here and there, uh, but not as much. Nice. So did you get? So did you just get started voice acting in 2020? I did actually. How cool is that? How cool is that? It's, it's mind-boggling. <laughs> And uh, and the was that the first thing you did was start recording these little fan these little fan dubs and putting them on YouTube. Basically, uh, so I I had found uh, voice acting back in February of 2020, uh, back when you know right when the thing happened, all of 2020 <laughs> the, exploded. The thing we all kind of ended up in the aftermath and all that. Um, Where's someone with so the music too? We need a we need like a, a dramatic stab when the thing happened. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that that happened. Dun, dun. Uh, I found it. <laughs> uh, can can I ask what um, if you have a performance background before that or what? Um, yeah, uh, what uh, what any sort of uh, artistic background before getting into voiceover? Hmm. Well, I did used to. I did used to sing a little bit, just but to myself actually. I I had a back in high school. I had uh, a lot of musical training, uh, so all of high school was that. And uh, I was in the military for about six years, and then I went to be a contractor, and then found voice acting, and just never looked back. <laughs> very cool. And very 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 short. Uh, description of what happened but yes that's the only training i have i have no other acting no theater no no the only kind of acting and stuff that i have is all uh all all online coaching and online mentoring from castingcallclub.com and 
and their teachers and instructors. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> well, you do an awesome job as Noguchi. Um, and I don't think I mentioned your name is Thomas Prater. If you're if you're looking him up, that is um, you're here definitely. Yeah, that's the that's the name. Um, Thank you very much. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, you know, no, I got one more for you before I before I move on. I'm curious if since working on Noguchi's Bell, well, I get the first question would be, do do you have a PlayStation? And have you you have you gotten involved in Dreams at all since um, since getting started in Noguchi's Bell? Come on, man. Why do you have to ask that? Oh, it was a bad question. I'm sorry. (laughs) If the answer is no, it's It's a bad question. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, no, I, I, I haven't. Uh, I have a PlayStation 4, but I don't have dreams. Um, the only way how I've been able to keep up with uh, the project was just uh, b- doing the voice, of course, and then uh, watching it on YouTube. And then that, that, that's pretty much all of my exposure to it. Some of my friends who have dreams have reached out to me and they're like, hey, I heard you in this thing. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I was in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> but no, I was, uh, I, I don't have dreams, unfortunately. Well, we're, uh, the pressure has started. The pressure has started. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it goes on sale for $10. We'll let you know. We'll let you know oh, what thanks. it does. Let me know. <laughs> send me a discount code or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, media Molecule, send me some discount codes or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Who else we got here? How about we? Uh, how about we go over to Saku and talk about? Oh no, no, no! no I'm sorry. I said Thomas. I have one last. Qu- I want to ask every person on the team: Where on planet Earth are you? You can be as general <laughs> as you want. <laughs> uh, I. I am in the United States. <laughs> in the United States. That's all. That's all I'm looking for. I just. It's a. It's a very. Uh, very international team, so I want to give people a sense of um, where all you crazy people come from. Understood. Uh, Saku, where on planet Earth are you right now? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, you sound great. I'm from Germany. Saku's from Germany. I actually didn't know that. I'm learning stuff already. And um, can you give us? Uh, can you give us a little history of? how you got involved with the project and what sort of work that you do on it? Yes, so um, I've been a fan of their work from the beginning. I've watched their Rabbit and Boy and featured it on my channel as well, same as Naguchi's Bell. I actually reacted to that and I was really amazed by it. And, you know, I'm just a really big fan of 3D animation in general, Disney, Pixar, DreamWorks and all of that. And so I would have actually loved to work with Cybersheep earlier already, but then, um, you know, it worked out together perfectly for the Gamescom trailer, and that was actually my first work for the team as well. Did the environment for that trailer to, together with Putty, Putty Doke. Mm. And yeah, now I'm doing the environments and creating the worlds for Noguchi's Bell. Really exciting stuff. Very cool. Did you, um, I know this is a newer one, this uh, Musashibo um, still that I've got on the stream, on the stream right now. Uh, is this something that you were involved in? Uh, that's actually interesting because I'm seeing that right now for the first time as well, and it looks pretty damn good. <laughs> that's great. That's how that's how it works on a big international team. Ooh, no I didn't know that, that existed. 
Um, but um, yeah, pretty much every single of the scenes in the trailer, Putty and me did them, and I think it turned out really well. It was really cool to see them in the trailer together, and then on that presentation on the Gamescom as well, it was awesome. And you know, um, creating stuff for the camera is my main focus, anyways. So that was actually just a perfect thing to join this team. Well, your contributions are uh, are absolutely gorgeous so far. Um... Saku, if you don't know, Saku has a, a popular YouTube channel uh, where he showcases dreams and uh, gets into sometimes gets into art techniques. That's that's right, right? You got you got some tutorials on there, yeah. Can can you confirm there are tutorials on your YouTube? Do I still have um, Saku? I oh, can't oh, uh, no. I think we might have a little connection problem. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you anymore. Do you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Awesome. Sorry. Uh, you have tutorials on your YouTube, right? Some art tutorials? Yes, I'm doing a bunch of tutorials, guides, masterclasses, breakdowns, all of that. I love putting my art and teach people how to do it as well in, on my YouTube channel and also share community comments and, yeah. Yeah, if you saw that... If you saw the trailer and you want to know how to make how to make things look like that, uh, get over to Saku's YouTube channel. If someone wants to throw a link in chat for that, feel free. Um, Thank you very much. And I don't know what. Um, so the future game show trailer was the first work that uh, that's been seen publicly that you that you did for the project. Yes, exactly. Excellent. I haven't been doing any stuff before that. But enjoying the work of the others for sure. And I'm curious what your um, what your background is before you got into dreams. Did you uh, did you do 3D art before uh, before you started making some in dreams? I actually barely have any experience in making 3D art. I came from video editing and I also did draw a little bit, hmm. but. Um, I've only touched Cinema 4D a little bit before, and that was actually horrible compared to Dreams. I would never touch that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, just learned uh, Dreams from the beginning. Started with the beta day one, and now I can't imagine anything else anymore. That's amazing. I, I feel the same. I feel the same. You've been a welcome presence in the community, Saku, and it, it's lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Giving the same back to you. Aw. Um, let's see. Who else uh, Who else have we got here? We got a... Uh, you want to get technical? Let's get Let's get technical and uh, talk to Multimoo. Multimoo. Um, can you tell uh -oh. me... Tell me about your involvement in, uh, in Noguchi's Bell. Uh, sure. Um, I'm... If you look at the uh, the Kickstarter, I'm listed as a concept artist, but it, like several members of the team, we wear many hats. <laughs> um, originally, it was Tap Giles, who everyone knows the infamous Tap Giles, mm. uh, who reached out to me uh, asking if I could help out a little bit with some editing uh, related stuff uh, because I have a background in, in video editing. And um, I started talking to Michael and started uh, kind of tweaking an edit he was doing for the original uh, Kickstarter trailer. 
and sent that back to him and I, I guess he really liked it and he kept reaching out for help so i started doing like 4k captures and suggesting ideas and helping to do things like transparent video and transparent gifs and all that uh with dreams it's a little tricky because you have to kind of either green screen it or do like a a more uh, technical way of uh, you know approaching that where you make a, an actual mat in dreams by making everything black and white yeah uh, yeah and then use that to create the the transparent imagery and you have uh and then it just kind of evolved from there into editing some of the videos you've may have seen on social media very cool and you have a lot of experience uh you've spent a lot of time playing around with dreams in uh in video <laughs> editing applications is that right uh yes uh i did apply for that commercial thing a couple years back a few times actually um oh the for the the commercial beta sorry the yeah, yeah the beta there commercial are, license program there are some videos out there uh some that i don't know if i can share publicly but maybe i can get cleared for that now like years later uh well that's the kind we like to see where i've done like scenes in dreams that are based on like cad schematics of actual buildings that would be built and oh, then wow. made them real in dreams and animated stuff so that they like fly around and stuff like chairs coming down and live action video superimposed and stuff for uh you know some schools and uh for actually for a um a company called Humasite <laughs> that does like blood trans like fake blood like nerves and stuff that get implanted into people weird Whoa. crazy stuff but i started that in dreams the actual animation uh while i was exporting a like fluid simulation in, a, in after effects that was taking an hour long to do like four or five seconds of animation yeah in like five minutes i had recreated the ver you know the synthetic nerve thing and threw cells at it and i was just like why can't everything be this fast? <laughs> so what? Uh, so you tried making it in another piece of uh, software, and then ended up creating uh, yeah, it in Dreams I, ultimately. I I created a lot of the elements in Dreams ultimately that I could animate first, and then the fluid simulation part was put on top. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I see. Yeah. Very cool. But other than that, yeah, I've just I've I've been around the bend with a Media Molecule longtime fan. Uh, uh, technically a longtime fan of Cyber Sheet Film at this point, too, uh, from their previous works. Yeah, it's, um, boy, when, 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 I'm trying to think of when Rabbit and Boy came out. It feels like, I mean, if, if, if I just went on instinct, it feels like roughly 10 years ago that, uh, that, um, yeah, like that early like dream stuff ago, happened. Yeah. Ago, something like that. I don't know. I mean, but even before then, they were doing some tests and stuff for like The Witcher. That were cool. Oh yeah, I think I've seen those too. <laughs> um, you know, can we can we take a quick detour? I want to ask uh, I want to ask Michael about Rabbit and Boy. Uh, Rabbit and Boy got a lot of attention. It was, I mean, at the time, and you, I would say the same thing of Noguchi's Bell. <laughs> at the time I saw Rabbit and Boy, um, I felt like I I hadn't seen. It, it was just better than better and more fleshed out. And uh, than than anything else I had seen, trying to do audiovisual content in dreams. Um, can you tell us a little Thanks. bit about putting that one together? Rabbit Boy. I think uh, that one originally I was planning to do it alone, and but um, I'm not good at everything in dreams, so I'm just recruiting more people and always uh, join and 
I think by that time, Hack Jazz is already in there. And what is it? Um, you know, I, I'm I'm really proud of that one as well. It's it's kind of like a and a film inspired by uh, Last of Us. You know, oh really? I think most people really? already know it by now. Yeah, it's somewhat that's, like that, Last of Us. That's cool. I mean, I see it now that you say it. Like, I I get that, but I never would have, I never would have assumed it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I need to talk about this, but um, uh, the the plan with the plan with this is uh, I I wanted to make like an, you know, open with a Last of Us inspired movie, and then in the middle part it's gonna be like a Pixar, you know, like <laughs> the, the silence. Pixar short film, and at the Ooh, end, yeah. it's going to be like an old boy hallway fight scene at the end. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a big fan of a Ryan Johnson movie, so I'm trying to subvert the audience expectation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, uh, the, the cool thing is that there are actually people who appreciate that, you know. You know, like, oh, wow, this is really cool. That, you know, at, at the at the beginning, I thought it's, it was going to be like a Last of Us rip-off, and then it's turned into something else completely. And I, I really like it. And I really like the... What's it called? The, the feedback that we got from it, and it, it kind of encouraged me to, to make more. Yeah, I got to yeah. say, looking at it again right now, um, I it's I remember feeling like the, 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 the impact I felt was, oh, yeah. I don't think Dreams Puppets have made me feel to this extent before I, before I saw this one. <laughs> um, I mean, to... to they, the characters really felt grounded and, and real and, um, yeah, it, it, it's a beautiful piece of work. So you said thanks, you were going to do that by yourself. Um, yeah, but it's not possible. It, it was not going to be possible. <laughs> How many people... I'm terrible sculptor. I'm yeah. sorry. How many people ultimately who, uh, got involved? I think, I think there are five people. I, I can't remember a specific uh, number, but... There, I think there are two sculpture, one music guy, and me, and the other guy is the, is the animator. So I think that's probably it. Wow, I mean it's it's an impressive yeah. piece of work. How long would you say it hey, took thanks. to put this together? I can't remember anymore. Like probably three to four months of animating and planning. I, I think yeah. probably around that. It looks like it. It looks like it. Well, it was worth the work. Thanks. Thanks. Definitely blue minds. <laughs> Um, speaking of animation, how about we, uh, we talk to Bivson for a moment. (laughs) How are you, Bivson? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. Um, did you, uh, you got involved leading into episode two is when you, you joined with Uh, Cybersheep. Is that right? I got, I got involved, uh, um, when I remember getting a uh, DM from a Cyber Sheep film, uh, they were asking if I wanted to help out uh, to animate the um, the uh, Kickstarter trailer or the um, uh, the trailer that would be shown on uh, the Future Games show. Ah. And uh, I had seen I had seen the uh, all the previous works. Uh, I remember seeing Noguchi's Bell. Uh, I got super hyped. I watched it like three times in a row the same day. <laughs> it was so good. I mean, that must so have been I great to super... see to to see other people doing really detailed animation work, 
Right. I mean, you put you put a lot of love into your own animation and dreams. Um, that must have been amazing to see. See someone yeah, else putting in get, that much effort. Yeah, and uh, of course I got super excited, uh, and uh, I was asked if I could, uh, if I wanted to uh, join, and uh, help animate uh, the trailer, and uh, so that's where that's where it started. So, um, how much of the was um, were there any other animators working on the trailer, or is it? Was that all you? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was. Um, uh, I think there were like uh, Michael did uh, some animations, right? Hmm. And uh, then there was uh, Arseny. Oh, Arseny. Uh, so I think there were three animators, maybe, if I remember right. Wow. Uh, I animated about um, two scenes, maybe. I did some work on another scene, but uh, it was mostly just uh, background characters running the part with the background characters. Which um, um, uh, which two scenes did you focus on? Uh, I worked on uh, the scene where you see... Um, uh, I forgot the names of the characters. Uh, um, the, the one where the uh, the the frog-looking character um, like falls down his knees. I'm a writer and I can't and remember then... either, for, so don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Someone bail us out here. Who's the frog-looking character? <laughs> it's, it's the Kappa. Kappa. Oh yeah. Kappa. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Um, where the yeah, the scene no. where the Kappa falls down and then the. Uh, and then the blue uh, giant uh, tiger. Is that the name of that one too? Is it the one, um, the shot where the blue <laughs> giant tiger <laughs> walks up to Kappa, like from behind? Yeah. Like that yeah. one was really memorable. Like every th that shot just sticks in my head. It's just, yeah. I mean, there's not a not a ton going on, but it really, I don't know. It really, uh, I felt it was really impactful. Yeah. I had a lot of fun making the uh, blue tiger look super cute. <laughs> it was probably my favorite part of the whole uh, involvement uh, in uh, the project to animate that uh, blue tiger. Now, have you, let's see, um, for animating the tiger and, and Kappa, um, I'm curious if the rigs for those puppets are anything like the some of the more complicated like face rigging on you know Noguchi or uh, or other characters um the face rig uh, there are a bunch of uh, sliders that you can control and uh you can make the you can make the uh, change the um uh, the facial expression using multiple slide sliders and uh but the rest of the the rest of the body is animated uh, pretty much like you would animate. Uh, at least at least some those characters that I worked on, uh, I've seen that uh, Arsene made a made a made a video with a really cool looking uh, tool with a gimbal. Yeah, I saw that. And all that stuff. Uh, I didn't use that, uh, but it looks really cool. It does look really cool. <laughs> 
It looked very it looks helpful. Like, it looks like an act, an actual animation software that you see uh, big companies use. Have you, really um, cool. did you have animation experience, a 3D animation experience before you started using Dreams? Um, well, I've not really, I wouldn't really say I haven't had any professional 3D animation experience, but I have done uh, personal projects. I used to work with, I, I used to work with a, uh, using a uh, soft, computer software called uh, Source Filmmaker and made some uh, animations there. Uh, I mean, they're, I, they're, they're okay, I guess, but it's, right now I think they're pretty poop. <laughs> uh, and, but then when I got involved in Dreams like two, two and a half years ago, uh, I started taking my animation career more seriously. And also I went in animation school. Oh, and really? Very cool. That. Well, so, well, not animation school, but I learned animation there for uh, uh, games. Oh, nice. So you have, so is, are you saying you've been going to, like actually going to classes for game animation? Uh, well, Actually, um, we have a we have a uh, school system, uh, different school system here in Sweden. First, there's the regular school, and then, and then we move on to gymnasium, and there we can pick a uh, like a uh, something we want to specialize in. And I wanted to specialize in uh, animation for uh, for games. That's very interesting. So, how old are people when they? Um get a chance to specialize in their education well i was about i was uh, i was 17 i think when i started going in gymnasium and uh, i graduated uh, this year oh congratulations <laughs> excellent excellent well let's see we know where in the world bivson is bivson is in sweden so Let's. We've got a we've got a Bumblebrook and a Lucas. Well, since Lucas is uh, Lucas is on the same team as me, let's talk to Bumblebrook first. <laughs> we'll save uh, save the other writer for for last. Bumblebrook, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing just fine and dandy, thank you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the team and um, and what you've been doing to help? So pretty much, I actually, unlike everyone else, I actually uh, came up came up to Cyber Sheep Film first and offered to help them first. Mm -hmm. And uh, pretty much, at first they said no, they didn't need any help. But then later on, they said they asked and offered. They asked me if I wanted to help, and I was with the Gamescom trailer. And I uh, did so by doing the music, or at least the, at the very last, at the very end, at least. Uh, so there's, um, I didn't realize there were two, yeah, I didn't realize there were, um, I didn't realize there was music by you at the end of that. That's really cool. After talking about it so much, <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna see it again with sound. Um, how did that, uh, how was that experience? Like, it seems like the team expanded a lot for the future game show trailer, like uh, just the, the short deadline. 
uh, led to uh, led to a lot of people uh, jumping in. How? Yeah. T- um, yeah. Um, pretty much, I thought it was a really great experience. It was actually my first time doing anything for anything promotional or really anything commercial. So yeah. it was really nice. It, it, I'd do it again if I could. Yeah, I think it was exciting for everyone whose work was involved to see um, to see it broadcast live. I don't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but it was it was many thousands of people watching on Twitch and on their YouTube channel. Um, I was really excited for the whole team watching. Yeah, watching and so many positive reactions too. I mean, it's the internet. I'm sure there was some there were some bad ones in there, but I just saw good stuff. It seemed like yeah, a really great um, reaction. I saw the trailer or the live stream live with my grandparents. And uh, what ended up happening is that my grandma started crying because she uh, was so proud of me and how what I did or that I was able to, like, get this opportunity. You, you what else do you need? <laughs> you made your grandma cry. I think um, I think that's like that's like the best award you could ask for. Yeah. Um, She's really important to me, so it meant a lot. That's amazing. Do you have, um, uh, what is your musical background before you got involved in making music in Dreams? Before Dreams, I had never actually made my own music. Before Dreams, uh, all I'd really done is uh, played percussion, as in like uh, in band. Hmm and just read music on paper with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't really do that anymore. And bef- during that, I actually started DJing, and I've been DJing for about six years now, professionally, as a job, pretty much. Oh, cool. Doing gig- gigs here and there because of COVID. Nice, nice. I was a clarinet player in, uh, in high school uh, in the bands. I was always jealous of... I always wish I picked something cooler. I wish I wish I picked percussion or um, you know learned the saxophone or or something. I was jealous yeah, of uh, really, all you percussion people. Yeah, I really liked uh, doing percussion. Problem is though, I couldn't keep up with everyone else. So they were really like improving way too fast, and I couldn't. So I had to quit that. Did you do marching band? No, I didn't do marching band. This was before marching band. I just uh, did recitals. Well, you missed the best concerts. experience then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. if you have to do marching band, be a percussionist. Like they're having the most fun. Like they kind of get to they kind of get to rock out and and hype people up and I don't know, cadences, cadences, and Bumbleberg. Yeah. I uh, where on planet Earth are you? United States. Um... I could go more into detail, but I'm not sure. I'm going to need GPS coordinates. Uh, Ohio. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's cool. I, I feel like you might have told me that before. but um, Yeah. But it's lovely to have Maybe. you here, Bumble Burke. And lovely to have you here, too. Lovely to have you on the team. Um, we're, down to, we're down to the writer guy, Lucas. How are you doing, Lucas? Uh oh, Lucas. Uh, Lucas went to get some coffee. Nope. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Nope. Thank you for oh, being I'm here. here. Uh, 
this morning I had to do a, a, a capture of Noguchi's Bell episode one, so that right. I could um, so I could play it off my I had PC. My TV on, so I was. You had your TV Sorry on? Sorry, I missed that. My headset was uh, off, uh, but my mic was on. Yeah. Oh, all good. All good. Um, so this morning, I I watched episode one, because I had to um, I had to record it onto the PC so I could play it outside of dreams. And I didn't know, Lucas, that you were involved in episode one. I just, uh, I just figured you got on board in episode two. Um, that was neat to see. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the team and um, a little bit about the, the experience of working on helping out with episode one? Well, um, my I, I've known Michael for quite a while, actually, since the beta. Hmm. Um, we were involved in a project together uh, that ultimately uh, kind of fell apart. Uh, but we were on the writing team for, for that particular project. Um, it, they released a trailer, but then kind of fizzled out. Um, uh, I, I don't even remember the name of it. Um, is it oh, uh, Project Icolos? Project Icolos. I was going to say. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I did the voiceover. <laughs> Wait, have I voiced your writing? <laughs> I've forgotten. It's been so long. Did you? Did yes, you actually, write that? you voiced you voiced my script. <laughs> I mean, I knew I knew Michael yeah, was involved Michael in that project. I left the team fairly early. Yeah, on. yeah. Okay, okay, very cool. Um, so wow, so you guys have a history so, of working together uh, before I, Cider I, Sheet. Um, yeah, um, and I've like I I wear a lot of hats myself. I'm not just a I, I don't just write. I do some voice work as well. I don't know if you've seen the Imperfection ad, but I helped with that. Uh, and my voice is the little disclaimer at the very end of it. Oh, really? The Imperfection video. Yeah, that one yeah. killed at the MPs. That really killed. Uh, what, it, it, uh, it, it, that, I love that, uh, that particular ad. It was a great job. A nice opportunity um, to, yeah, to show so off that I've, puppet rig more, too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Really great animation work there. Um, but yeah, I, I basically was helping out uh, a little bit with episode one. Michael asked me to, uh, to help him out with some proofing. Um, so I don't really have a writing credit per se. I just tweaked some of the, uh, the way the writing was done so that it sounded a little bit more natural. Because mm -hmm. um, when it comes to writing, my specialty tends to be more in terms of dialogue. Yeah. Um, rather, but I can, I mean, I can set up scenes and that kind of stuff. But uh, for the overall, it's conversational. Yeah, yeah. How did you, um, how did you meet up with... Uh with the team on Project Icolos in the first place. I'm curious, did you, did you... Funny story, actually. Um, oh. I was goofing around. Sorry, go ahead. Hmm. No, please. So I was actually goofing around in dreams, and I randomly bumped into a dude um, who... And, and we were chatting... Uh, I asked him a question, technical question in regards to dream, a limitation that I was trying to find a workaround. Mm. It was an animation thing. And uh, he helped me out. And then, you know, we got to talking. And then he said, like, as we were talking, I'm a bit of a jokester. So he's like, hey, you'd be perfect for this this thing I'm working on, on Project Icolos. I'm like, really? At the time, it didn't have a name. But um, 
we they were assembling a team for this project. Um, it was a very ambitious project. It's a, it's a shame it didn't pan out, but um, it was a very cool idea. Uh, in any case, uh, I was brought on to either do voice or um, or writing. Paying for that, and then I went my separate way <laughs> and uh, and moved on. That was a really promising uh, so I, I've project. Worked, I've also been working on projects. It was. It's a shame it didn't it didn't uh, uh, pan out. But I've also been working on a, a project called uh, Europa Descent, which is. Uh, with Ferran at Snags, um, but it's on hiatus at the moment. Um, so I, I was developing UI and uh, scripting for for that particular thing. So I was doing text animations and you know technical readouts and stuff like that. Oh, can I now? All right, I know we're here to talk about Cyber Sheep, but um, but I'm really curious about Europa <laughs> Descent. <laughs> It's on hiatus at the moment. Is it? I mean, <laughs> is it? Is it actual like it hiatus? It is on hiatus, or is it like yeah. it's never gonna? It's never gonna happen. Hiatus. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't press you for these I'm, details, I'm not but sure. I'm going to. Uh, basically, there's a. That's fair. You know, there lots of people have been asking me about it. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know the the current mindset behind uh, Ferran and Snags. They, it was a passion project for those guys. And yeah. they're incredibly talented guys. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, over the last year or so, things have been so challenging uh, for both of them um, that I think they decided to just, you know, uh, reset, uh, take a break. Uh, nothing set in stone at the moment. So... Um, as far as I know, nothing's nothing's being done specifically uh, for for ED. Well, there. <laughs> I mean, now, from what I've heard, there are things to be done about ED, uh, if you believe the television commercials. But the um, <laughs> anyone <laughs> the <laughs> um, they're, they're showing at Dreamscom last year, uh, not this past one, but Dreamscom 2020. That booth was so was so good, and I think they had a little a little demo or something. And I just remember being yeah having my socks knocked off by yeah we had how we good had that stuff three. looked. Actually, I had three demos on that. Wow. Yeah. So I actually designed all the all the um, the signage, the uh, Mad GFX logo. I designed that, as well as the Europa, Europa Descent logo. Ooh. I built all of that in Dreams, um, and then Snags um, snagged it up. <laughs> kind of thing and made it all glowy and made it cool but i built the models for that nice work that that booth yeah. was a jaw dropper like it's i what i liked about it was how grounded it felt it felt like you could have felt like if i was in vr i i would have been in a museum that's that's how that one felt to me really loved that yeah but enough about imagine, that imagine if the that dreamscom showcase came out after the vr thing dropped that would have been cool. Mm. Yeah, I want to live in that world in VR. Um, but yeah, yeah, but but let's get back to let's get back to Cyber Sheep. So, um, actually, you know what? Let's um, sure for let, sure. I'm sorry, I have a tendency to tangent. Oh no, that was that was my tangent, Lucas. <laughs> that was absolutely my tangent, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Um, it's fun. I mean, I look. We most of the work I did on episode two script. Um, was sort of just with Michael, and then and then we got into Discord, and I'm like, oh, here's there's 
Tap Giles is uh, helping with writing too. Like I know Tap Giles very well, and I had no idea. And uh, we're both too good at keeping secrets, I guess. <laughs> and um, and then uh, Lucas was uh, a new person <laughs> to me. So it's it's wonderful to hear that uh, you've been involved in these things that you know that that I'm familiar with. Um, can I ask where in the world you are, Lucas? Well, I'm I'm massively honored. I'll be happy to answer that. First, though, I would like to say I'm massively honored that Michael asked me to help out, um, and I'm thrilled to be part of the team. Um, in, in every aspect uh, of it, I'm, I'm more than happy to contribute to the team. Um, just so, uh, like, I mean, to answer your question, uh, I happen to live on the wet coast of Kanukistan. Uh, to those not in the know, that happens to be the lower mainland of uh, uh, Canada, uh, known as Vancouver. Oh, cool. Very cool. And um, and your first language was French, I learned earlier? Yeah, my, my actual name is Luc. Uh, but I go by Lucas uh, typically because I was born before the first uh, episode of Star Wars. And um, <laughs> uh, especially before Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That uh, was not not a fun time growing up. Even though I love the movies, don't get me wrong. It's just, Luke, I am your father. No, you're oh, not. Go away. Come, yeah, how you many know? times must you have heard that? Uh, when I was a teenager, it That's was thing, um, right? now when somebody says that. If I introduce myself as Luke, they go, they go, oh, I'm your father. I'm like, what? What is that from? Like, <laughs> no, no, I'm, don't you get it? Isn't it hilarious? I'm like, no, what? Sorry, what I'm is that from? Have you seen Star Wars? Star Wars. <laughs> is that like Star Trek? That the one with the the pointy so I ears. I completely mess with them and <laughs> the Nanu Nanu thing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's Star Trek, right? Robin Williams. Oh. Well, that's amazing. Uh, Star that's Trek amazing. Galactica, right? That's the thing <laughs> you were talking about. Uh, when I was uh, when I was like. 13-ish, that's right when uh, my actual name is not Keld, for any who doesn't know. My actual name is Jeremy, and um, Pearl Jam's Jeremy was... Holy um, shit, it's a good thing yeah. I'm sitting down. When I was about, you know, 12, 13, that's, that's when that was coming out, and um, wasn't too bad. I just mm -hmm. had to hear people sing the song at me all the time. Like, they, no, one ever, no one ever did anything clever with it. <laughs> it was just the same thing, like, oh, I'm just going to repeat this line that I know to oh. you, you know. Because it seems relevant. <laughs> Bumbleberg yeah, thought it was my Kevin. Wife. My wife's name is Wanda. Mick Yeager is Kevin. <clears throat> Secrets. Kataya's name is so Brian. How did you come how up with the name Kells Bjorns? I have a story for that. Um, my Xbox gamer tag was Cold Bones. My, my nickname and Xbox gamer tag for many years was Cold Bones. And... You know, around uh, I don't know the, the early part of this century, you could uh, you could get that name on any platform you wanted, um, and you can't anymore. You can the, those words are too common. Cold bones, like it um, it comes up too much. And so when I signed up for PlayStation, I didn't want to be Cold Bones sixty nine four twenty XX. I wanted to keep it clean, <laughs> and it just so happened that. Um, that there was an alternate, a, a Viking alter ego to Cold Bones that some friends and I had made up over beers one night named Keld Bjorns. 
and uh, Bjorns is a totally made up, nice. made up name. And Keld was suggested by a friend of mine. I thought he made it up. I thought he just tried to make something that sounded Scandinavian uh, to go with Bjorns. Turns out uh, Keld is actually a real name. And uh, all the Kelds are in Denmark. Like, all of them. There's like 10,000 Kelds in Denmark. And, um, and you don't find them anywhere else, basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's it. That's Hilarious. That's how That's I so became Keld Bjones. And I still to this day wonder if I should have put the underscore in my PSN so that people, you know, maybe less people would call me Keld B. Jones, possibly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to avoid that, especially as your name is rather unique in that regard. Yeah. People have a tendency to mispronounce things. You know what though? Yeah. Like the um, one in a hundred I mean, times that someone gets it right on the first try, like I, you know, I raid some stranger or something and uh, that happened one, exactly one time. I raid someone that I didn't know who didn't know me and mm -hmm. they said, Keld Bjones. And I, <gasps> it's the most exciting thing in the world. <laughs> I feel like you know me, <laughs> you, you know me. Um, every once in a it's while. It's a brother from a different mother. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, we're, we're getting close to the end of our time. We're doing a, we're doing a shortish show today. I think we might do longer shows on, uh, on future, future podcasts, but since we're, we're, we're just getting the, the gears greased today and, uh, for episode one, um, we're going to, we're going to keep it tight. So. Uh, what, uh, does anyone have anything they want to get into specifically, um, now that we've kind of, kind of made the rounds and talked with everyone, any, any thoughts you're dying to share, any, uh, any, any humorous anecdotes about, uh, working on the project or, um, Hey, Tap Giles, Tap Giles, fellow writer in the chat. The writing staff is all here. <laughs> hey, Tap. Tap, how you doing, buddy? Well, I definitely want to get back to talking about the Kickstarter. Mute my mic now, right? <laughs> oh, mute it, unmute it. I mean, it's 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 free. It's free and open party chat from here. <laughs> um, woo, woo! Yeah, everyone, just just let it out. Just just give it. <laughs> Let, let's just make a shit ton of noise. <laughs> okay, on the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> Was that a dog? <laughs> Okay, don't judge us by our don't judge us by our improv. <laughs> judge us judge us by our, our finished work. Um, yeah, I definitely I definitely want to talk about the Kickstarter a little more. And let's see, I'm going to the page now. I'll get you the current update. I mean, certainly it's gone from like, you know, thirty nine percent to probably eighty or ninety during the show. And I mean, hello to everyone in chat. Undoubtedly, that's what's happened. <laughs> And I'm gonna drop that link in chat for you again. And for some reason, I don't know why the Kickstarter page always takes, always loads slow for me. It loads kind of slow for me as well, but I think it's because it's got so much stuff on it. There's a lot of video and a lot of, uh, mm. of embedded stuff, so. Maybe it's yeah, trying, maybe. To, trying to load everything up before it gives you the page. Anyone else in the team super hyped to actually produce episode two? Yeah. Oh, you mean we actually have to make the thing now? 
<laughs> yeah, that would be a, that would be a good place to take the conversation. Well, I busted my ass helping with script with episode two script, so <laughs> I know that Tap and Keld, you both uh, worked on that script as well, uh, mm. and it's it's tight. Uh, its current iteration is tight as hell. So, uh, I think it's I think it looks pretty great. Um, I'm very excited to see where it goes. I mean, as as part of the the writing team. I feel like our our work happens happens real early, uh, and then it'll be yeah. th- there'll be a lot of mystery. <laughs> I won't really know what's going on for a while. Um, how, I've, uh, I've been helping with the writing of the Kickstarter stuff, and so is Tap. So Tap and I have been doing the majority of the uh, the work with uh, editing that, while Lenore, the our PR person, uh, Lenore the Vampire. Quick shout out. Um, has been doing a fantastic job of organizing all that stuff. Yeah, she really has been. She's been knocking it out of the park. Um, Time. Absolutely. So, episode two. Michael, what can you tell us? What What would you want to tell people about episode two to get them ex- just to get them excited to get them to get them clicking that link to yeah. Uh, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, sure. Only spoilers. Fake spoilers. I, think it's I want to hear fake spoilers. Yeah. Fake spoilers. Yeah. Um, that way there, I guess. I when the Star Destroyer shows up, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so what do you Are think? Uh... A... Oh, go ahead. Are we having a Gucci cinematic universe? I, may, I think we can. You yeah. may have just yeah, labeled like it. A, maybe Green Guy can join. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a weird crossover. <laughs> yeah, true. So true. We, we should sign Mega Penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you thought about doing any tie-ins? Uh, I mean, do do we? Are we going to see a Noguchi's Bell Ghost Train, a Noguchi's Bell Mega Penguin level, or is <laughs> or is creating a a a uh, animated episode um, uh, more going to take the focus right now. I think um, the, the focus right now is on the episode two, but uh, for the future, maybe you can do we can do like collaboration, or maybe you can continue on um, the the next episode. But I would say maybe a spin off of the old man on on a noodle shop would be interesting. I think. Ooh. I like that. I like. I I could imagine a Mega Penguin, just uh, you know, popping out of a portal, falling falling yeah, into the yeah. sand in the desert. <laughs> you I could do that. You could you could do the same time. do the same shot. You know, do the the couple <laughs> shots of him walking to the ramen stand. And yeah, uh, yeah, I have a yeah. Question for you, Michael. Yeah, sure. Come on. How, how does he get the dragon horn there? <laughs> how, <laughs> that thing was huge. Yeah, that breaks the story. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, I think for me, I, I was trying to go for a cartoony feeling. So maybe he's, you know, use a rope and just rope it up and just carry it all the way. So there, there was supposed Big to be a ropes. scene when he fought a dragon. I think <laughs> in the back of your mind. That's you, comedy. You know aspect. what? I just I had a, wondering. I just had an interesting idea. If you'll indulge me. Mm. Yeah. So um, I think Bivson mentioned that he's uh, a fan of Pixar. Um, 
Uh, I think Saku mentioned that too. I, I can't remember. Sorry if I, if I'm huge misquoting fan. you guys, but um, I'm a huge fan of huge fan of Pixar, and one of the things that I really like about them is their hidden Easter eggs. Every movie that they make has a reference to a previous movie or a future movie that they are about to make or release. Like for example, uh, the the A Bug's Life characters show up in Toy Story, or Toy Story Two rather. Because they did huh. Toy Story, Toy Story, uh, and then A Bug's Life, and then Toy Story 2. And all of the characters in A Bug's Life are on a leaf as Woody or uh, Buzz go through a hedge, just pushed aside kind of thing. Putting little Easter eggs like that in every episode might be a really uh, cool little Easter egg hunt thing for for viewers. Just you mean all. like... Are, yeah, are I agree. Saying... Are you saying to have like something from Rabbit and Boy in Noguchi's Bell for like one of the episodes? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like a rabbit toy. Exactly. <laughs> would be cool. I actually already implemented some Easter eggs from one of some of my favorite things. Oh yeah, right, right. <laughs> Could be fun oh, just for it to be like look, look any, at that. anything, my thunder. <laughs> anything dreams related, like you know, like Mega Penguin is in the background of you know of an episode or something. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's that an interesting angle too. Since there's only so many cyber sheep projects to reference. <laughs> Actually, I think people should check the the game's or commentary. Or a media molecule logo somewhere. Uh, sorry. Hello? Yep. A media molecule yeah, logo I, in there I somewhere. Mean, I think Lucas said. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Michael. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. I, I think people should check out uh, the game's trailer because Sako is putting some, I think, several... Uh, Easter egg in it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Some little, some little hidden things to find there. Yeah, now the exactly. um, the game show, the future game show trailer, that was a uh, that was cut together outside of dreams, right? So mm. we we shouldn't expect to to see that at some point in dreams. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah. Probably not. I mean, that's yeah. It's a lot more difficult if if you don't know. It's a lot more difficult to make it present. Honestly, that's. That was one of the most impressive things to me about episode one of Noguchi's Bell, and I really loved that you made that choice um, to make sure it was going to play in dreams, you know, start to finish. It'd be so easy to say, we're going to do it in dreams and cut it up in, you know, in premiere or whatever. It would be so, so easy. It would, yeah. it would make, it just reduces a lot of friction in creating a project like this. And the fact that you committed to making it play in dreams is so wonderful. It makes it, I mean, Thank it makes you. it twice Thank as amazing to me. Um, yeah. Hats, hats off for that, uh, that episode one. That, uh, Thank you. Thank you. It's, it really, I will, I will say yeah. as someone who got to see all the uncut footage, everything in the Gamescom trailer is in real time in dreams. It's just, Recorded separately and edited to that tight, you know, trailer format yeah. that was required of the future game show. Right. Uh, but right. yeah, no, all of it runs uh, in the, you know, each scene is, itself runs real time. So yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and that quality or better. I mean, they're, they're unaugmented. Like it's, you play it in dreams. It it that's that's the finished product. Like I love it. Don't make yeah, him no. regret it, Kel. And <laughs> you got to imagine we had like one or two weeks for so many scenes. Episodes yeah. <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, you can only optimize so much when you have zero time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think we're. Uh, I think we've come it's a to real the... testament to you guys uh, being able to optimize it like that. Yeah. Yes, big thanks to uh, Saku and Pudido for doing that. Absolutely. The thing about this was that we just had to put it on camera, so everything outside of the camera is a huge mess, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah. I did uh, just I like did a real film. Um, I was actually talking to yeah. some friends who work in video production and, and filmmaking uh, yesterday who I hadn't seen in a while. And I was talking to them about how fascinating it is. And maybe this is something we can share a little bit of with uh, the backers or just in the future as behind hmm. the scenes. When you see a movie or when you see, a, you know, in-game cinematic, you only see what's inside the frame. Uh, but you don't realize that when there's a different angle or something, everything is different. Like when you turn around and film another character in a movie, they're probably not standing where they were, you know, in the other shot. And like everything is totally different. The lighting's, you know, it's different. You paint with people. You can't normally do that in like a real time setting. You can't do that yes. like without like significant work. And so when you're in dreams and you see this happening, like characters are literally, you know, the person who's in focus on camera is doing his thing. And the other character is like warping to somewhere else <laughs> and preparing to do the next shot. And then that lighting turns off and the other lighting turns on yeah it's just yeah. this fan, fa, you know fantastic ballet of like you know like they said optimization and, and getting these scenes working in ways that you know aren't all happening in one master shot it's not possible yeah. to look yeah. good and do it all like that it's like playing with toys at that point you actually mm -hmm. have to frame and stage the, the mid on scene right yeah yeah is is important to really create the shapes and the action in a way that that emotes it evokes emotion in people and seeing that play out like from like a development development side, you know, that stuff is just insane. It's so cool. Yeah, that is a huge challenge. Absolutely. I mean, it, like yeah, seeing the like, master puppeteer doing that. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, on a film set. Yeah. Every single shot, every time you change the frame, we're going to change the lighting and change everything up. And <clears throat> you're kind of just uh, emulating that but in even, real time. Even Pixar, right? Pixar has to like render out these massive scenes mm. and stuff, and then they eventually yeah. composite it and put it together. Noguchi's Bell is doing all this, uh, you know, at frame rate, you know, at 30 or even 60 frames per second yeah. on a, you know, yeah. PS4 and PS5. Like, in, in every camera switch is happening, and you mm -hmm. have these scenes just flawlessly almost. It's right? pretty amazing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, just looking at fantastic. it right now, like, it's still pretty mind blowing to me that what I'm watching is being generated in real time. That it, yeah, it's not you video. Have possible camera angles. So, like, literally yeah. chunks of level are disappearing right. just so that you can get the camera where you need it to be. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun stuff. It's great to learn about this. Um, yeah, one, one day I'm going to have to ask to be added as a collaborator on one of these scenes just so I can see <laughs> see the magic. Hey, that would be, it would be fun to show that off on stream one day to do oh, like a... I have a, recorded uh, a bunch yeah. of stuff, and, I, you know, and I'll talk to, about this with the team later, but it, I think it would be really cool to show select scenes from the second one or even the first film where you see the finished product in a frame and also see just that madness of what's happening on the like, like virtual stage. Sort of like a, like a wide shot showing, you know, so you yeah, can see yeah, the stuff shutting like on and off. Angles and... of like what's literally like behind the scenes in a movie would be, yeah. but in dreams. I would love yeah. to see that. Yeah, I would love to see that. I've really that enjoyed absolutely. seeing the some of the Twitter promos that uh, the team has been making where you can see like concept art um, 
Oh yeah. And you could see like that there were paint strokes used to create highlights and things like that. Um, seeing all that broken apart is really fascinating. Who all has been uh, who all's been doing that? I know Saku's been involved in making some and um, I think Arsene also. Maybe Bibson too? <laughs> Maybe all the, I think you've been keeping the animators busy lately. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, a yeah, lot they've of they've just been they've been feeding us <laughs> been trying to you know sweeten it up with some editing and presentation for for social media as has saku i believe uh but everyone's been creating content as well just to share you know their side of things yeah um i do think we need to give the music some more love too that's <laughs> fascinating as well the music is fabulous it's uh it works great in the scenes like it sounds gorgeous <clears throat> um i mean it's 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 you know, it may not be as involved as all the animation and sculpting and all that as far as the amount of people, but music is in, equally, I think, important to to drive, like, how you feel about a story. I mean, it's, it's really true. and that's uh, so that's hack, hack jazz, jazz, right? Yeah, it's such a, such a good... And he's yeah. also doing sound effects. Is that is that right? Um, actually, the sound Big effect tongue. is Denny. Oh, it... Denny is the one who did the sound effect. Oh, okay. Actually, for realize. the first episode, it's Hack Jazz, but he's getting more busy, so I'm, I'm giving it to Danny. Music and handling all the music and sound for something like this is, yeah, that's a gigantic, gigantic uh, undertaking. Which is why I'm guessing I, they let me on. <laughs> all right. I, I, I hope people, you know, they, I assume people don't realize that for this kind of project, you know, when you do something like Pixar, they have you know, hundreds of people literally working on stuff, not to mention all the outsourcing. So this is like a relatively small team, but Dreams is enabling these people to you know, do things that you couldn't do before. Uh, you know, I think a lot of us feel that way uh, after just a couple of years of using it, just how like liberating the tools can be. I mean, obviously there's the, the caveats and, and the, yeah. the challenge of runtime, real-time graphics and stuff, but Honestly, the just seeing stuff mm -hmm. like Noguchi's Bell existing, you know, like from some some random people around the planet, you know, just putting it together, yeah. it's it's honestly something that spoke to yeah. me because I come from a background of visual effects and film production and, and mm -hmm. some game stuff, but uh, you know, a lot of it was cor like commercial and corporate, and uh, I did find actually like an example of like the thing that I was so bewildered because I spent so much time not only modeling and then rendering this stupid you know i don't know if you can even see it at this point because of the lighting <laughs> don't worry about it but uh <laughs> I, it was just uh to turn around and turn and recreate that in dreams so fast and then spend time to actually make it feel good and animation wise you know you don't get that in traditional software at all you have you have to start at such a, a basic level for anything original yeah and it takes so long it really does. It really does. I mean, you know, creating people say it's a miracle that any movie ever gets created. But, um, you know, in a movie, you don't have to uh, hand build actors from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, doing something uh, doing something like this is every bit as difficult as a, as a movie. And then with some additional challenges piled on top of it. And it is it is a miracle that episode one, <laughs> I think, uh, the, 
is is here in front of us, uh, and it will be another miracle when episode two arrives. It's I mean I mean it it's going to happen. It is a labor of love that you can see everyone who's worked on that original episode poured into. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah, and I think it definitely if it was an, yeah if it was that another software pipeline of a bunch of other programs, I don't think Noguchi's Bell could have existed unless maybe another few years went by. Yeah, and it would be totally different. Yeah, I agree. The fact so, that you can, the fact that Dreams puts everything in one space, and it would have been made muddied up by by committee or whatever. Yeah, that too. That too. More yeah. time on a project also means more time to overthink it and screw things up. Sometimes. <laughs> but um, oh god, no kidding, right? <laughs> uh, definitely for me. I mean, that's why uh, throwing a podcast together in a week was, you know, a good thing for. I've been talking about it for a long time, but, uh, but then, uh, yeah, then when Michael and I started talking about, um, um, you know, doing something, uh, doing something on the channel, I'm like, oh, this is, this is the moment, yeah. this is the moment I've been waiting for to apply the pressure I need. What do you got there, Multi? I mean, I can focus on your camera. Let's see. This is simply that go. thing I was cool. talking about where oh, I hey, spent, you know, multiple that, days, that blood <laughs> thing. Neat. multiple days uh, making this model animation. And then I turned around while I was rendering and made it in dreams in like five minutes. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll just do this and then combine the two. Oh, there it goes. The finished product. Is it the I think combined one? This is not the combined one. This is what I okay. made in dreams while it was rendering on my computer. <laughs> I just like, I beat the rendering too. Like if you can see it's exporting there. And I beat it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the, the, the dreams real time is insane. I also spent yes. uh, time on a Cinema 4D project before and it was a 15 seconds clip and it rendered for like 10 hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that just insane. Yeah. I, I love dreams so much, man. It's so empowering. I had to get like this because this is like my, <laughs> this one and the one back there are like my most used imps, which are if for anyone unfamiliar with dreams, are the 3D cursors that kind of fly around and grab things with. Uh, I I just am hugely appreciative of Media Molecule for enabling you know people who would normally just be regular gamers on their consoles to turn around and be creative and express themselves in a game like you know that's just been so so empowering yeah yeah absolutely it's mind-blowing to think what it does for all of us like we are all randoms from all around the world just coming together for dreams being creatives and bringing projects to life whole worlds it's crazy to me yeah <laughs> it really is Really is. Oh, there's that ramen again. The I, I ramen think it. I over. think it speaks to a certain type of person. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think it speaks to a certain type of person with a background in, like, you know, I mean, people like Multimu and and uh, Saku, who are you know professionals in the industry. Um, when um, I I'm not. I've dabbled since like the '90s you know, playing with ray tracers from in DOS and stuff uh, <laughs> back in the day and playing with 3DS Max and learning IK and FK, learning all that stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden just being able to pick up a controller and do the exact visualization that it would have taken weeks and years ago. You know what I mean? You can do yeah. it in a day or a couple of hours. You know, it's amazing what you can do. It's, it's like ha having something designed from uh, an ergonomics perspective of usability rather than f 
um, you know, uh, here's a spreadsheet of functions. Uh, good luck. Yeah. Rather than, uh, well, here, use a controller and play around. It's so much easier. Yeah, it's being so able much to more into intuitive. the world and like play with it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's tactile. It, you can. It, it, it's crazy that I, I mean, I take it for granted every day now. And it's still so unique yeah. and yeah, so unique and, and special what they've what they managed to accomplish in uh, in creating this engine. It's it, it's it's absolutely nuts. I mean, name I name one the, other the space where you can yeah. do all of these different things um, in one space where there's I mean, every creative program I've ever worked in is like we've got our audio over here and then we've got you know your visuals over here and then this other things over here and everything is segmented and then you've got to put it all together um still just the power of working in one space is nuts oh when do you do you think do you think when we get online I, multiplayer I, someday do you think we're going to get multiplayer creation it's not something they've talked about um it's something they showed. <laughs> they did have this in the past. I mean, way back when, right? Mm. Like, it's hard yeah. to say. But you know what? Considering considering what corners they had to cut for the real-time rendering, that's probably the reason for the delay for multiplayer. How so? Can you, can you explain that? Well, if you think about it, well, I, I'm purely speculating here. I'm not a programmer, but you guys all mentioned... Um, how fast the renderer is in, in regards to what it's doing yeah. uh, on screen to be able to just bloop right out there, right? Mainly because all the assets are loaded. They're already in system memory. Um, when you have a multiplayer component with two individuals connected via the internet making modifications to a visual representation on screen on your console... That's going to be a hell of a lot more taxing on the processing power, uh, including graphics. Right, so that's probably the delay, especially if they're going for a multiplayer creation um, system rather than just hey, you can play your games online, but only when they're finished. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think the the power in <clears throat> so much of what I've learned about dreams, and I'm, I think we probably all share this in common, is um, we're, we're not learning in a bubble. You know, we're go we're going to YouTube, we're going to streams, we're talking to talking to other dreamers, we're reaching out for help in places, <clears throat> and there there are so many times where I would love to be in the scene with someone, in the scene with someone to go, oh no, let me show you with my imp how you do that. Like, I think that would be yeah, in like one of their earliest very powerful videos, for teaching. Like somebody walking while another player was technically yeah, that was cool building steps for them, and you know that was a long time ago. And I just yeah hope we get that one day. It would be really nice. That would be nice. I'll take online multiplayer first <laughs> over yeah, over multiplayer creation, <laughs> but uh, I'm glad that's on the Trello. But um, but yeah, uh, I did bring sitting there for a while. <laughs> it's nice to see that they updated it. It's nice to see that they updated it the other day. And that we're looking for some major updates before the, well, I think before the end of October. Yeah, and they said that was the, the first in a series of uh, updates that focus on dream shaping, I think, was the message. Nice. Yeah. That would be cool. I hope we, I hope we get a patch with um, solid objects. You mean 
What do you mean solid objects? You know what I mean? Like like. You mean transparency? No, no flex. Oh. Well, that would be nice, but uh, and I know it's even possible, but but no flex, like um, a text gadget smoothness on a on a sculpt. Oh. Be my dream. Yeah. I don't think that happens, to be honest. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of do it, but it's so expensive. <laughs> I mean, you can't do exactly that yeah. but when you get the yeah. detail up enough you know the flex kind of kind of disappear but it's so expensive in your in your graphics thermo that you, you can yeah. cheat and use text gadgets but but yeah it's <clears throat> it's hugely expensive i think it'd be really neat to see to expand on to just use whatever tech is making the text gadgets work uh and to have just a different shapes available you know i do think uh, let me let me have a cylinder or that eventually yeah. Shaders, if you can, yeah, to basically uh, that would be awesome because everything's projected. Uh, you know, there are holes, right? They're they're basically mathematical shapes that are rendered as point clouds and splats and stuff. So that's why Dreams looks the way it does. And it, when you fill those surfaces with a lot of flex to get them nice and smooth, it, it's kind of taxing. But if you could have that shape like kind of shaded with like a, a shader, sorry, talk for like computer generation stuff, it's like what makes things glossy and shiny, but there's things like cell shading, uh, which could kind of be tweaked potentially. I don't, I don't know how feasible this is to at least give like a super smooth, uniform look to parts of it, you know. But in the end, if that causes problems, they're not they're never going to do it. You know, it's it's more about how how does this function at all times under different, you know, situations on like ps4 and ps5 and eventually maybe pc or whatever yeah yeah how about um but, how about how about liquid liquid are we holding our breath for liquid <laughs> i mean that what i just showed was oh the final shot of of dreams combined with a liquid simulation yeah but that, like i said that took like a, a, a long time to render so i mean right now yeah if you want to do like a liquid simulation um you're probably doing it outside of dreams. You're doing what multiverse is doing. However, we do have PS5, which has technology capable of, of simulating you know, particles with blending. In, in Unreal 5 and 4 actually support this now uh, on hardware that's akin to like even weaker than PS5 hmm. uh, to do some liquid simulation looking stuff. So, Do you think we'll see liquid flex someday? That'd be cool. We got we got floppy, right? We got the oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got we've got the the paint strokes that can simulate hair, so I don't see why not. Yeah, it would be cool to to see dreams evolved or something. I'm ready. What Remember, I'm water is just particle is effect. So yeah, there's there's no reason you can't. Yeah, I mean, I no, I feels like uh, no reason you couldn't do it with. Um, with flex kind of within the dream system. I think that you could, I mean, just, just saying that I've never thought about water simulation in dreams actually using flex, but, um, but flex are really powerful. And just imagining like if you had them, you know, if you had a, a surface that was, uh, that had the, the, the motion of liquid and also you could apply all of the flex properties to it. I think there's a lot of, a lot of interesting things that could happen at that point. <laughs> well, uh, you've seen maybe uh, Martin. If media uh, sorry. Oh no, sorry. I was just saying Martin Nebelong. 
was showing the soft blend tool while mm -hmm. creating like soft blend is super powerful and like that's how we can make some of the best soft organic shapes but it doesn't currently run in you know in in, in the actual dreams right. but something akin to that where you can blend shapes would then allow people to not necessarily do fluid simulation but approximation where you can have ripples that are actually 3d you know and you can do that now kind of but it won't be quite the same if you can soft blend it you know right right yeah soft blend is expensive possible um, one thing i'm hoping because of the power of ps5 mm -hmm. i'm sorry michael you were saying I didn't oh yeah, catch yeah. That, Mike. is that thing that uh, martin did with the you know the soft blend that he, he did is that possible in other engine for any chance yes so soft blending is a technique yes. of of shapes merging together yeah yeah but it's it usually again just for like the actual sculpting phase you never really quite see it do that moving <laughs> yeah yeah but is it possible like in real time for for other engine by any chance uh i don't know about real Oh, I see. But maybe not real time making. Right. Those those are specifically more uh, examples of uh, pre-rendered animation. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but it would be cool. Yeah, I yeah. mean, so I, I was going to say, with the power of the PS5, and hoping that Media Molecule actually releases a a patch that takes advantage of the capabilities of the PS5, specifically the ray tracing. Imagine being able to make a magnifying glass or, you know, refracted light through, uh, you know, glass or water by assigning those properties to flex. Imagine that. Wonder if they're working on it. Yeah, they, I think it's, it's not good that they don't mention anything about the next gen update. I would be really curious to know if they're at least working on something. You feel like they must be. Yeah, I mean, sure. they're yeah. supporting PlayStation VR. They're probably going to support PSVR 2, right? It seems. I don't know. I mean, yeah. when there's PS5 support, mm -hmm. like. But. For me, it would be the most exciting thing of them all. Just because, you know, it will push what we can create in Dream so much more. Because the PS5 is just incredibly powerful. There's a lot of power sitting on the table. Like, I mean, when you're, you know, running Dreams, the PS4 version on a PS5, like, yeah, you, you could feel, you could feel the brawn that's not being, not being utilized. <laughs> Some of the things that I'm struggling most with when it comes to creating and, you know, I've been trying to push the engine as much as I can with, with those two and a half years now that I've been learning it is especially also the, the paintings and the physicals. I, I wonder if they can extend that limit. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny when you say that about the PS5 brawn. Uh, when we were doing the video about creating buildings, I, I went to capture the thermometer and I tried to do it in like the test mode, but because I was doing it on the PS5, it was like zero and 1% the whole time. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this doesn't show the, the thermo I need. But luckily, it, it sort of works in the actual like edit view. So <laughs> yeah, I hope that's something they have coming in the future because there's a lot of people creating on PS5s who want 
their creations to play well on a PS4, um, but sometimes you're in the dark. I, I made an animation um, this spring and released it, had no idea. Like it was, it was running at like five frames per second on the PS4. Oh, had no clue, it was flawless on PS5. Wow. And I mean, test mode wouldn't show you anything. Uh, but then it turned out <laughs> I had done a thing where I used physics to place a bunch of objects <laughs> and I had forgotten to make them not movable anymore. <laughs> so there was like there was like a hundred bingo chips that all fell in a pile at the beginning of the scene and then they stayed movable the whole time. So you couldn't even see that there was a problem. It was just like, yeah, just destroyed, destroyed your PS4. If I if I could uh, answer a question from Chad, that'd be great. Sure can. So Mikeko brings a good point. Uh, people don't always think about when they say PC, PC, PS5, uh, is that if you create stuff just for one platform, you potentially split the community. Yeah. Uh, so something like ray tracing is a, is a, an example that's easy to go to. However, if we can leverage something the PS4 is already capable of, like the regular uh, light reflection, right, where it's like the the actual luminance is a is a, a reflection, not necessarily a real reflection, but yeah, uh, or even screen space reflections, that could be like the fallback, so that when you run a, a dream in PS5 and it has higher end stuff, again, this is all medium molecule speculation. Who knows what they're up to, but you could do a ray traced reflection or shadow or whatever and on the ps4 version oh sorry i don't know if you're the dog going crazy uh it would it wouldn't have that function but it could default to a different render style or, or just you know a specular reflection at that point i've heard yeah i've heard people um speculate about ways that you could improve the ps5 version of dreams without um reducing the compatibility on a yeah, ps4 i think it's also important, especially like for something like Noguchi's Bell, which is playable on a PS4 vanilla, right? Yeah. Like if you if we do take advantage of the PS5 to do like even better visual things, we don't want somebody who's on PS4 to play it and then have like a sub fifty, you know, sub thirty or fifteen frame per second experience. They yeah. they too should at least get the best possible experience on their platform. Uh, you know, while PS5 might benefit from some other things or or sixty frames or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very curious to see what people do, but I'm I have I share the same concern about splitting the community. Um, you know, like we're talking about a game where there's usually a thousand or less active players at any given time. Um, I do think multiplayer and and a, a a lower barrier to entry. You know, to just like just anyone who's not watching Noguchi's Bell on YouTube, if they have it on Dreams, yeah, most likely he has already done the tutorial, but if somebody hears about it, like a friend, and you tell them, oh, go check it out in Dreams, they've got to do the intro, the, you know, the intro tutorials, all that stuff, yeah. and then eventually can actually search it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. uh, and in the future, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, some updates to that, or even just the ability to, you know, send an invite to someone in PlayStation, be like, check this out, and it auto-launches. What? Dreams of Europe, anything, you know, like yes. that's, that would, that's kind of the stuff that I hope we see uh, yeah. to help yeah. dreams grow, have a bigger audience. It's a that really cool idea. I, I feel like the new player experience, is, I hope it's something that they're, that they're working on improving for, you know, for a future update, because it does, it, it does feel like there's a big hump to get over, even just to play things like, yeah, it, it, it feels like a lot. It's, it, and I well, think it can be overwhelming to some people. Being an animated series, we can also be on YouTube and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. 
but not everyone gets that wider audience. Yeah, next update is looking really good. It's looking very good. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about, you know, the... Uh, it yeah, said, but I think the last hype we had was when they uh, 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 finally updated so that you could have audio importing. I think that was finally a great uh, fix to the whole audio uh, thing. So That was a big relief. Yeah. That one was Huge. a big relief. 15 seconds was a was a pretty big buzz kill. <clears throat> but um but yeah, the the longer limit and the audio <laughs> importer both massively helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine all of the would-be Quentin Tarantino's out there who want to make a dialogue-heavy piece, and they have to do it 15 seconds at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or or music. I mean, I know Dreams isn't built to be a digital audio workstation. I know that's not the in, the design intention. But as soon as you're making music, you're making multi-track music in this platform. If you're a person who's done it outside the platform, or if you're just a singer, a person who plays instruments, like. You want you want it to be easier to do, and the the difference between thirty seconds and fifteen seconds is huge, um, especially when you need to press record and set down a controller and then pick up an instrument. And um, yeah, it gets uh, it gets pretty hairy. Gibson, were you trying to say something earlier? That becomes uh, a two-person yeah, uh... job at that point. Yeah, I was uh, the like one of the things that are going to come in the next update is that uh, uh, empty keyframes. There's going to be an indicator for uh, when a keyframe isn't used, and uh, I think that's pretty great because there's sometimes when I, when I put down a keyframe and it can't hear me. That's mm, yeah, true. That's a really good one. A really yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, you can. My go... internet is really slow. <laughs> you can go to um, you, if you could go look in some of my projects. Uh, every once in a while, you'll find a keyframe with just a question mark on it. <laughs> just like <laughs> I I put this here. I don't remember. Did it do something? Was it? I don't know. Let's just, just let's just call it question mark, and we'll we'll leave it there forever and see what happens. I don't want to test without it. <laughs> uh, Jet Yeti says can we ask questions to the creators if anyone has any questions feel free to drop them in chat uh, I do want to wind down soon because we've gone over the time that I've promised these wonderful people that I would keep them and um, so let's uh, let's get any final questions in now and yeah and if anyone has any final thoughts in the uh, in the chat here you know feel free to feel free to speak up the I'm going to give you a link to that Kickstarter one more time I do also want to say I'm, I am grateful and honored and uh, happy to be uh, some random guy out of you know Silicon Valley, California, working with these people all around the world. Uh, and I always am, you know, in previous things too. But uh, Cyberpunk Samurai uh, is—it's close to close to home here. It's something that I was doing, you know, my own little stories of in the past, and to see like an, an actual series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Like, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah, the same. Really um, Jet Yeti yeah, in the chat asks, will any of the assets be available to the public at any time? Regarding that, uh, the trailer music I actually made for the Gamescom trailer, 
I had asked if I could release it, but I still haven't gotten the okay. So, I'd I'd love to release it though. Is I I don't know if if that's okay with you, Michael. If it's okay to release it or. I think we should ask Tech Jazz for that because um, he's been dealing with music, so I cannot say yes to that. Or he he would probably be angry at me. Okay, okay. As a person, as a person who's not involved yeah, but... in the music, I would suggest not releasing it. If <clears throat> any of the music that you used for the series, if it's gonna be. I mean, since that was a trailer, maybe I would feel differently if it, if it were me. But if it's something that's in the series at all, I would hate to be. I would hate to hear it in a bunch of other dreams, and then to you know, for someone to hear it ten times in a, in other dreams, and then hear it in Noguchi's Bell would be disappointing, mm. right? Yeah, that's true. That's I've true. definitely had that effect. Then yeah. um, <clears throat> uh, there are certain pieces of music that you, yeah, they they tend to come up a lot in dreams. I'm the same with the other assets, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I would make the case, uh, you know, in the future, as Tapjaws pointed out, perhaps after the series is done, or for something that's like kind of a prop that might be noticed from Noguchi's Bell. Like, hey, that's that little, you know, cute thing that was only in Noguchi's Bell shows yeah. up in other people's art. Mm. You know, yeah, that, that could be a be. thing. But I think for now just like you know, you know what, any, might, any what might be a good uh workaround on that what's Sorry. up mm. I've got i've got a well i've got a workaround um instead of actually releasing like the full face rig for the community which i don't think would be a good idea <laughs> seeing as um arseni and, and others have worked so hard to um, basically prioritize that uh and there's more than just you know one guy's hands in it um, maybe building um, a sculpt that is um, posed and finished like a sculpture that is made freely to the public. If, for example, um, a, 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 like an action figure, but the face doesn't, uh, you know, with the rig, you know, that kind of thing. So certain proprietary aspects of the of the sculpt is not available, but everything else is. Just a thought. Yeah, that would be a good idea, I think. Uh, there is a Noguchi's Bell Plastic Dreamer. So, oh, yeah. you know, so if you want to make your own Noguchi's Bell series, you could start there. Maybe maybe that could be how you could give the characters to the rest right. of the Dreamiverse. Yeah, yeah. You just keep yeah, making plastic dreamers out of all the characters. And yeah, I want to see that. And then I want to see the uh, version. I want to see Bivson <laughs> animating like you know, Lou and Green Guy, uh, like playing with the little Noguchi's Bell figures, having you know, having a little fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I want to see someday. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but then, Keld, I think you'll agree. We're, we're then gonna need like action figures of the writing team. <laughs> action. Oh, wait. You've already got one of Why me. Why just dreams. the writing team? <laughs> if you want a Keld puppet. You've you've got options in dreams. Like you're good to go, and people have taken advantage of that in in various ways that I will not get into right now. <clears throat> oh. Well, Let me just say I'd never printing. seen I uh, I didn't realize that Rule Thirty Four could apply to me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just obey games. I would love to have three D prints of the Noguchi's Bell. Like I, I have figures all lining my desk, and I would love. Yeah, 
to have yeah, Musashibo and Noguchi up here. <laughs> and a cap. Time. That would be so cool. Yeah, I don't minifigures. Um, I'm just wondering how is, the 3D is, printing will is work. Is it possible now to do that? Yeah, that's something not yet. weird. I mean, it's not for the public. <laughs> I see. They have done it internally. Like, they have have 3D printed things, you know, medium yeah, I got to hold them in my hand, like, <gasps> six years ago or five years ago. And, go, and it's still not here. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did, what did you tell us? Tell us. What did you hold in your hand? <laughs> uh, so I had the little, the little bear character. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. And Francis, the, the the sculpt from Kareem that's like the thinking pose or whatever. Whoa! Uh, and then there was that mecha robot that I think John made. Whoa! Uh, you touched these so things in real life? Yeah. Uh, is it sculpted? It was three D printed from their from their sculpts. Yeah. So uh, back during PlayStation Experience twenty fifteen or sixteen, I think, Media Molecule was in my side of the world, and uh, I got to go to a little fan meetup. And actually try dreams years before I could then play it again, which was kind of like oh. a double-edged sword. It was really cool, but then I was just like pining for dreams for multiple years. Yeah. Uh, and in front of the monitor, uh, Kareem and other people would take turns, like you know, with the with the move controllers. They just had them sitting there, three D printed models that they had painted. Wow. Uh, so you just took it. Yeah, well, you they were they were just there. You were allowed to interact. We were all in a bar just drinking and stuff. I, I had drinks oh, I with Kareem and with uh, 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 Shiobhan and all that. Like, uh -huh. Shiobhan, sorry. Uh, uh, just watching this engine and just, you know, it even crashed a few times because, you know, it's early software. Yeah. Uh, but that was my first time, like, seeing dreams and seeing the 3D sculpts and going, oh, my God, I can make, like, characters for Dungeons and Dragons and then 3D print them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alas, so we must wait. Oh. <laughs> well, Notre Dame points out that they did move it to in the works uh, with the latest update. They removed the future category altogether. And my read on that is that things that are coming, things that are further down the pipe, uh, they're just not talking about. I mean, you know they're working on things that, yeah, that they haven't mentioned Someone yet. I... We just don't know what or when or how. Someone I spoke with thought they uh, replaced in the works or I wish future with in the works. I mean, they sort of did, but it sends a different message for sure. The future is the future feels like, um, yeah, we're kind oh, of poking out. at this right now, but we're not like, you know, fully committed on it. But yeah. Tap Giles went to their offices for a day last I, year. I, I know oh, that boy. Media Molecule is is. Media Molecule is um, fairly well engaged with the community overall in terms of, you know, their live streams and that kind of thing. But as far as giving news and information, I think they, should, they, they could work on their engagement a little bit better. It's always been like that. But, um, yeah, with this event, I, we I also know. had it from, from the German community. We met them at Gamescom when it was still, and we also had a release event at Berlin, which was really cool. And... Um, Mark and uh, Tom and Liam were there, and we got to play Dreams there and the story before it actually <laughs> launched a few a few oh, hours later was really cool. Awesome. I'm so jealous of all of you. I was I was <laughs> supposed to visit MM, <clears throat> and uh, had had a flight booked, and was going to TwitchCon EU with Mrs. Bjones. It was going to be amazing, and that was. Um, 
Yeah, that was April 2020. That was supposed to happen. So you can imagine, <laughs> you can imagine how that went. <laughs> we got a refund Oops. on our plane tickets and, yep. and lodging. That's like, that's the happy part. <laughs> but, um, but, ah, oh, at a playing yeah. dreams at a bar with, with Kareem and, and holding 3Ds. You didn't know how good you had it then. Yeah, I'm oh, sure I you did. I absolutely did. I absolutely <laughs> did. I, I, I was very grateful to be invited there. I met a bunch of members from the community that I had known for years uh, from Little Big Planet, like Danny Bar uh, Berbera, or Happy Dude, Hyper Dude, sorry. Um, and then, you know, other, other familiars like uh, Greg Miller, who I just know from being in the area. He's a big Dreams fan too. So I was just ha happy to see him there, although he was very drunk. So. <laughs> he was probably uh, happy no, to I see was, you too. I was geeking out, and I had friends there that were just like, just looking at me funny that I was just like, you know, huddled in this like little group in front of the TV, going, "Oh my god, this is dreams," you know. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, I, I need to actually wrap it up for for everybody. Um, before we before we close out, well, you're just uh, too goddamn engaging, young man. We got, uh, I mean, everyone got all warmed up. The conversations flowing like <laughs> this is what happens, and then I never want to end it. I could yeah, talk to you, you guys for, for another hour. By the way, <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Um, yeah, uh, Michael, do you have any? Uh, thank you for that. Really, you're so welcome. Uh, thank you all for that being here. It's been it's been a treat. I think we all started out a little nervous. It's a new thing for me, and um, you know. I mean, being being yeah. a creative person, getting interviewed about your work is always a little. I've been on, I've been in your seats before, and it's always a little nerve wracking. I appreciate you all being yes. here, um, Michael. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to touch on, other than to say, help us out in that Kickstarter if you can? I think that's the only thing I want to talk about. Just check out the Kickstarter page, and considering a donation would mean the world to us. Yeah, that's all. But once again, we're not yeah. buying an island. Um, no one is retiring <laughs> on this money. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it's a neat step forward, and um, and it, and it's I think it's a great thing for for dreams and the team. And and I certainly and I hope everyone knows that they will be able to see the the uh, series even without Kickstarter. So don't don't yes don't feel bad yeah. about it. You know, think about this as just another opportunity to put you know, something you might love, such as dreams out there to the world more. Um, so yeah. even just sharing yeah. the link to it, you know, just really helps get, you know, people's mm -hmm. mind on it. And, uh, you know, yeah, and that, that, that you know, if they back it, that's, you know. And, and to your point, I think that is really important to underline. Uh, Noguchi's Bell episode two will be free to watch in dreams and on YouTube. It's just Kickstarter supporters will get it a few weeks earlier. That's, that's the difference. Um, so you get it, you get to see it a little bit earlier than everyone else. Yeah. If, and I, uh, and I, hopefully I'm not stepping on anyone's toes here as far as the management goes, the episodes and like how much we're looking for and all that, it, it's kind of averaged out, but in something like animation and creation, none of that is set in stone. Like, you know, depending on how much we can, we can, you know, get invested into us, like, you know, that's what backing is, right? You're investing money into an idea, into a team, into, into creation, you know, what we create will just it would allow people to like not have to create this you know in the wee hours of the night like in our little bit of free time if we still have to fully commit to like surviving a regular day job 
this idea is honestly to empower fellow artists for something that you may have really liked or the idea that you really like to actually have the time and commitment to create something in less than two years, you know, like instead of for just one episode or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I've, I've happily supported lots of like projects like this on Kickstarter myself, just because if I love something, of course I want to help some, some of the people like take more time to, to work on it and then produce something that I enjoy. Absolutely. For sure. Well, on that note, once again, and for the last time, thank you for being here. It's been a, <laughs> it's been a delight and um, yeah, I look forward to, to to working with you guys and to seeing. Uh, I mean, honestly, I just I get just as excited to see these reveals as uh, as everyone else because I don't I don't see everything that happens, you know, on other people's playstations, and um, very well, exciting sorry. for me. Yeah, it's uh, been a pleasure. So yeah, me too. Until next time, uh, I will say to to everyone listening, please keep dreaming Sayonara. that's the name of the show that's the name of the show so that's gonna it's just, keep dreaming <laughs> keep dreaming everybody keep dreaming yeah